welcome today to our midweek Bible study. Why don't you grab your Bibles and turn with me to a book and a chapter that's very easy to find. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the, the portion of Scripture that everybody can look up. Praise God. Genesis 1 verse 1, we want to talk today about the illumination, the light that God can give by the Holy Spirit to really help us in life. This is actually essential material. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that your word really is light. It's illumination. It's not just a history lesson. It's not paper uh, with ink printed on it. it. It is a, it's like a flashlight. So Father, we just ask today that your Holy Spirit would bring illumination on the path of our life. Thank you, Father God. Clear up any darkness or gray areas and let us know exactly what we're supposed to do in every situation. Well, we thank you today that as we study this, light is going to break forth. We anticipate it. By faith, we expect it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Today we're in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I really love that statement. Um, you know, the word, which is light, uh, just clears up misunderstandings, wrong concepts, wrong ideologies, whether it be evolution, that, you know, all of this stuff just somehow evolved out of an explosion. Uh, you know, these, these theories that come out of the carnal mind of man, the, the theories, if you think about them, they don't even make any sense that somehow out of an explosion came all of this order, you know, incredible order that nobody could ever, uh, you know, orchestrate. But somehow out of an explosion, out of a, a chaotic event, we now have all of this order. Well, you know, you can prove that's wrong. Just take a watermelon out into an isolated rural place. Don't do this in the city. Go out in the country. Set a watermelon on a picnic table out in the middle of nowhere. Okay, and just take a shotgun, stand away about 30 feet and shoot the watermelon and see if out of a chaotic, explosive event like that, if order comes out of that. Well, no, you're going to have a bunch of small, uh, small pieces blown into all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, it's not going to create something beautiful. It's going to create something messy. So uh, all of these theories of uh, these big explosions or all of this, and, and this is how all of this came about. No, just go to the book of light and you can find out what happened in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. Remember, if anybody disagrees with the Bible, remember that the book is right and they are wrong. And there are people that have lived their lives out, atheists, skeptics, agnostics, whatever you want to call uh, basically an unbeliever. They live their life out. They die. They're no longer on the planet. Uh, they're no longer on the earth, we should say, at least the surface of the earth. Um, and they're in places today where they know they were wrong. And it's really hot where they're at. You know what I'm talking about. And so the book is right. They were wrong. And they know today that they were wrong. So uh, the Word of God, which is illumination, just begins to remove all doubts. It begins to remove all confusion. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Anytime that light begins to break forth, things begin to finally get in order. I'm a person that likes light. I like order. I don't like chaos. I don't like a messy room. I don't like a cluttered desk. I, uh, I'm not a perfectionist, but I do like for things to be in their place. And of course, we see that that's the nature and character of God. And the closer you get to the Lord, the more structured and orderly your life will become. And thus, as a result of that, you will have a lot more peace in your life. If you want to have chaos in your life, if you want to have stress, then uh, have disorder. They all go together. But God begins to put things in order, and the initial move to structure things was the move of creating light. God called it forth, and 
instantly it appeared and it has been on the scene ever since we need light i i i really like light i have a i have a pet peeve i'll tell you what it is I have a pet peeve, or when I say pet peeve, in case you're from a different culture, you don't know what that means. That means something that bugs me, something that Pastor Stephen doesn't like. I have I have a pet peeve of reading in places that are not illuminated properly. If I'm trying to read, um, uh, you know, a notepad, or if I'm trying to read a Bible or a book, and there's not enough light, it bugs me because I'm thinking, why should I have to strain my eyes? In the modern age in which we live, which we have light bulbs, all kinds of light bulbs, we even have LEDs, we have we have uh, incandescent light, we have all kinds of light where it can be increased greatly or dialed down softly. So why should we struggle and sit in a place where we d- can't even see hardly what we're reading? So if you ever see my office, my, my reading room, uh, you'll notice that I have a special lamp that comes right over my head. It's, it's backlighting me and it doesn't matter what I read. It doesn't matter how small the fine print is. It is full illuminated praise God and even here in my office here um, you know I, I like all the light so I can see what it is that I'm reading what I'm studying and I just like to have things lit up properly and I believe I believe that God does too thank you Lord Jesus so there is illumination that God can give we have natural light we have the sun uh, God gave the sun for day the moon by night of course the moon doesn't emit light technically we know that it reflects light but it also says in verse 16 that God also created the, the sun the moon and the stars uh, just in case there's somebody out there watching who may be um, holds two concepts of evolution that somehow all of this happened you you'd be surprised how much the the lie of evolution has crept into the church that there are people sitting on church pews who have never read Genesis chapter 1 and don't even know that all of this came out of the mouth of God who spoke it and called it into existence well now pastor Stephen the reason that we have all of these stars is because of cloud formations of gas and and all of these things coming together and they evolved over billions and billions of years no no that's darkness would you like light would you like to know how it all got here okay verse 16 Genesis chapter 1 verse 16 tells you that God made the stars Woo! if you want to go further you can read in uh, in Isaiah and Psalms and it'll tell you that God has even named every single star hmm Woo! Whoa, glory to God. There's a reason for that. But that, my friends, pertains to a different message. Today, let's move on as we're studying the illumination from above. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. And there is going to be light from heaven, light from the Holy Spirit that is going to illuminate your decision-making ability. Praise God. The more light you have, the better the decisions, the better quality, the better accuracy of your decision making can be. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. That means the primary thing, the chief thing, the main thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Let's drop down to verse 11. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Now, the light of God, the illumination of God, of course, we see that reflected in natural light with the sun. We see it at night by going out. We see the stars. That helps with navigation, with guidance, GPS, all of those certain types of things. Um, Any type of light helps us go the direction we want without getting lost, without bumping into things, without getting tangled up in stuff. Light is very important. Um, So there's natural light, but there's also spiritual light, which helps us to make right choices, right decisions in life that are pleasing to the Lord, that keep us on the path of salvation, 
that keep us on the path of life and truth. Praise God. So when we have darkness or wrong knowledge, misinformation, then it becomes it becomes easy to go down the wrong trail, down the wrong path. We thank God for light. The better your life is illuminated, the less problems you're going to have. You're not going to get tangled up in things that God never intended for you to be involved in. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, this, this one experience that I'll share with you took place over 40 years ago in my life, I, I don't know, maybe I was probably about nine or 10 years old. If I remember correctly, I certainly remember the event. I don't remember my exact age. Maybe I'll ask my mother. She can tell me exactly how old I was. I'm not that curious about it, but maybe I'll just ask her and find out. But I know it was at least probably about 40 years ago when it was nighttime. It was dark outside. I guess the sun had been down for at least an hour and a half. But I was an energetic young boy and just had a little more energy to burn and decided to go out into the backyard and ride my bike. And then after I rode my bike, I parked my bike and just ran around the backyard, having a good time, burning off the remaining energy. And um, I, I I could actually see the house. I could see through the window as the inside of the house was illuminated and my mother was standing in the kitchen. Uh, she was in the kitchen washing dishes. And so I'm running around in the backyard when suddenly uh, it felt like I ran into a spider web. It was a weird sensation. It felt like a warm spider web had just entangled me. But um, suddenly pain began to shoot through my body and I, I couldn't move. I was all tangled up in something, and then it dawned on me uh, I had ran into the barbed wire fence. We had cattle, uh, and there was a uh, you know the back of the fence was separating that from the pasture, and uh, I had ran into the fence three strand, maybe four strands of barbed wire, and uh, got all all tangled up in it. Well, you know there in the dark, tangled up in the fence, I began to yell and scream and holler, and eventually my mom heard something and she came outside and realized it was me and found me all tangled up in the fence not quite sure how it happened but it got me pretty good I couldn't even get I couldn't get myself loose so she untangled me and uh, uh, took me to the hospital uh, her and my father and uh, got me all fixed up so even today she'll have a a big scar uh, uh, on my left arm I had a big scar on my chest and boy, I, I didn't look too good. When they took me to the hospital, I saw myself in the mirror. My, my lip was hanging down to here. <laughs> I could cut my mouth completely open from the inside. Uh, you could have lost an eye. Could have had a lot worse damage, but I was cut up pretty good. But they got me all sewed up. It was not a good feeling having the doctor uh, stitching the inside of my mouth. Very unusual sensation, one that I never want to have again for the rest of my life. But nevertheless, I got entangled in something because I couldn't see clearly. I couldn't see clearly. Now, uh, eventually, my father did take the back fence down. Not a good idea to have barbed wire that close to the house. Uh, So, we didn't have any repeat accidents like that. But it's amazing what you can stumble into or get entangled in when you don't have proper lighting, proper illumination. Praise God. And so God wants to help you avoid wrong entanglements, wrong decisions that are being made by not having proper divine illumination not knowing the knowledge of God, not knowing the will of God, not knowing God's path for your life, and thus encountering needless, needless pain. Verse 18 of Proverbs 4, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that that shines even uh, ever brighter unto the perfect day, the way of the wicked. This is exact opposite. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. I do not envy one singer, uh, one single sinner 
on the face of the earth. I don't care if they have billions and billions and billions of dollars. I don't care if they're world famous. I don't care if they're a celebrity athlete or Hollywood star. I do not envy anybody that is not saved and not born again because they are on the path of darkness and it gets darker and darker and darker. Their only hope, their only hope is Christ Jesus who has died for them at Calvary. If they'll put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, they can receive eternal life. But if not, we know where they're going. They're going to hell. And my friends, we need to stay on the path of light. We need to do all we can to reach out to the lost and share with them that there is a remedy for their sin and that there is salvation in Christ. And many will turn to the Lord praise God. But my friends, let us stay on the path of the shining light, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ walking in the knowledge of his word. It's getting brighter and brighter and watch. It's going to get easier and easier for you. Now in the world, it's going to get harder and harder. It's going to get darker and darker. And the world, the world is running into situations for which there is absolutely no natural solution. There is no solution. And um, the, the economic debt problem that the EU is facing with certain nations like Italy and Greece and Portugal, Ireland, with these mounting debt problems, look, that's not going to go away. And, uh, but, you know, there, there's problems around the world that certain countries, certain organizations are facing in the natural. There is no solution. All they can do is prolong it, prolong it. But it's not going to go away and it's eventually going to just really get yucky. Praise the Lord. Praise God. But my friends, we can walk on the path of God's word, walk in his wisdom and it'll get brighter and brighter and you're going to heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you praise today. So there is a path that God has decreed and has declared that we are to walk on. It's the path of divine illumination. The Spirit of God illuminating the Word of God so that we can have success in every facet of our life. Now, your life is very multifaceted. You have marriage, you have family, you have your career, you have your personal devotional walk with God, Uh, you have a responsibility to be a soul winner. But God can bless every area of your life and cause you to have sweet success in every area of your life. So there's something very important that we have to do. Uh, Let me show you uh, this in Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want to show you the value of light, the value of illumination. Deuteronomy chapter 28, and let's drop down to verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if so you may want to underline the word if you may want to highlight the word if that denotes that these promises are conditional if you meet the conditions then you can have uh, the blessing package but you're going to have to do your part if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments take note of how God says that you must observe carefully all his commandments. What does it mean to observe carefully? It means to take your, your, your flashlight, look at it very, very closely, pay close attention to it, research it fully and follow precisely exactly what the instruction manual is telling you to do. Anytime you deviate, okay, from the instruction manual of life, you are going to encounter problems needlessly. You're going to run into hardships and experience uh, very difficult things that God never decreed for you to experience. It was never God's heart for you to walk into those situations. But the reason people do that is because of darkness, lack of light. And they don't, they don't observe carefully what God said. They don't treat the light as really being worthy of value. They think they know no more. They think that, that they have brighter illumination than even God does. So they try it on their 
their own and they're met with misery they're met with suffering they're met with sleepless nights they're met with heartache and heartbreak and my friends that is all because they have deviated from the path of light the path of truth and they have tried to do it their way but we are commanded to observe carefully all of his commandments because all of his commandments are light Woo! praise the Lord We're going to walk in the light. A departure from biblical principles is a departure from light into darkness. When I'm talking about going into darkness, I'm not talking about maybe like descending down into hell or something like that. When I'm talking about going into darkness, I'm talking about uh, going into unnecessary problems that you create for yourself because you're not doing it the Bible way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The scripture says, do not be unequally yoked. That's light. That is a big flashlight that says, do it this way. You'll be okay. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Well, Pastor Stephen, I really love that person. I, I know that I, I'm a Christian, and I know that that person is not a Christian, but I just think it's okay anyhow. Well, God says, no, that's, that's not what you're supposed to do. I, well, Pastor Stephen, I, I read that verse, but I just think that I have more illumination. I think I have a better way. So they go ahead and do it their way. And then, and then they hit the wall after they've already, you know, gotten married and, uh, and then all of the stuff starts to come out. Okay. Now you have all these problems. And then I get the emails. I get the emails and uh, 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 Pastor Stephen, I'm, I'm having some problems with my marriage. Uh, so-and-so uh, just hit me and just broke my jaw. I, or or I, I get a lot of these emails. Uh, Pastor Stephen, I'm having problems with my marriage. My spouse, uh, the, my husband uh, doesn't work. He, he won't work. Uh, he's lazy. He, he won't get a job. Uh, and and I, I, get, I, I get a lot of those emails. But yet there was the scripture the whole time. Look, there was the bright flashing neon light the whole time flashing. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. What happened? What happened? A person did not observe carefully all his commandments. And if you violate a commandment, you are moving away from light and you're going into darkness you're going to the darkness, you are going into ignorance. You may have a PhD, you may have an IQ of over 150, you may belong to the Mensa Genius Society, but if you go into sin, if you go away from the commandments, you, my friend, are going into ignorance. And you'll find it out as you go down that path. This was not a good thing. And you may have too much pride to admit it, but in your heart, you'll know this is not working out well. It can't. You're moving away from the Lord. Mm, Thank you, Lord Jesus. You have got to treat what God says as light, and you have got to treasure that, and you have to know that anything that goes contrary to the light, it's darkness, and that's not anything that you want to be involved in. Well, you have verses 1 through 13 here in Deuteronomy 28. Uh, These are the requirements that you must comply to in order to step into the blessings that are presented here. That's why you'll have uh, certain statements throughout these 13 verses that reflect our necessity to comply with the illumination of scripture. Verse one, if you diligently obey, if, okay. Uh, Verse, verse two, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey. See, there, there is a cause. There is a cause for the good that happens. It's not accidental. It's not a slip up. There's a reason. Because you obey. That denotes we have a responsibility. Verse 9. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you if, if you keep the commandments. Praise God. 
praise God. Verse 13, another if, and that, that's a really powerful verse 13, and the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath, uh, not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God. So we have a part to do. If you walk in the light, it gets brighter and brighter. The path gets blesser and blesser. And the experience of living with the Lord does get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. But if you buck the system, if you disrespect the light and you toy and flirt with darkness, then verses 15 through 68, woo, that's what's coming. And that's what the world tastes. And that's what the world experiences. And uh, that's what's for the person who does not regard divine illumination. Now, for me, and I'm believing also for you as a believer, that those verses do not pertain to us because we are not the disobedient. We are the obedient. By the way, not every verse in the Bible is for me. There's verses in here for murderers. There's verses in here for kidnappers. There's verses in here for perverts. Uh, There's verses in here for uh, directly speaking to certain ones doing certain things. Uh, So uh, if you're not doing those things, those verses do not speak to you, do not apply to you. So my friends, observe carefully all the commandments of the Lord, follow them precisely, carry them out with with intended precision, and you will live in verses 1 through 14. And for the the, uh, disobedient, uh, verses 15 and onward will be their portion. Praise the Lord. But your blessings are found in 1 through 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I tell you what, people get themselves into trouble when they do not honor the light of Scripture. when they drift from the light and it can even happen to ministers. See, it's very important to understand that divine illumination comes from the voice of God. God spoke and said, let there be light. He is still speaking. Anytime he speaks to you, it creates light. Psalm 119 verse 130 Lord, the entrance of your words bring what? Darkness? No. Mm -mm. Lord, the entrance of your words brings light. Mm. Anytime God speaks, it will always clear up confusion. Anytime God speaks, it will always dispel darkness. How do you dispel darkness? With light. What is this light? It is the Word of God. Now, it's not just the Bible, but it's also the preceding Word that God continues to speak today to your present need, to your present decision that you must make praise God because he's still speaking. Now, of course, for you that are young believers, it's important to know that anything that God would speak to you by the Holy Spirit, it will always line up with scripture. It will always harmonize with what is revealed in the written word of God. But it's possible for a believer to get themselves into a place of hardship or unnecessary difficulty because they did not hear from God. Don't ever, please listen to what I'm sharing with you right now, this statement that I'm about to make. Don't ever mistake God's silence as being his permission to go forward. Well, Pastor Stephen, I prayed a little bit, but I never heard anything from God, so I just decided to go ahead and take matters into my own hand and just do what I thought was best. Do not mistake God's silence as being permission or permission or a permissive yes. Okay. You need to pray and stay in the word and seek God until you hear from God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I can't hear from God. Well, if you can't hear from God, for sure you don't belong in the ministry. No, no minister that can't hear from God should be in the minister in, in the ministry. They need to find something else to do. But as a believer, 
You need to wait until you know what it is that God wants you to do. Don't just be bullheaded and push on in there because you could be pushing in the darkness. Ministers sometimes get themselves into trouble when they tackle or take on a project that God never told them to take on. Uh, I had a pastor friend one time that ta- that he took on a project of getting all these buses. He thought it would be a good idea. God never told him to do it. He thought it would be a good idea to get some buses. That way he could go out and pick up children and bring children to, to church. And then, the, you know, it would be good for the children and get the children saved and all of this and all that. After all, he heard about another minister who was doing it and having great success. And this other minister had like 1,700 buses or something like that. So this preacher heard him say that. He said, I'm going to do the same thing. So he went out, bought a bunch of buses. They spent money on buying all the buses and uh, they couldn't get any kids on the buses. Nobody would get on the buses. They're trying to give out, they're trying to give out free candy, free this, free that. Nobody would get on the buses. Eventually he decided to shut the bus ministry down and uh, tried to sell the buses. Nobody will buy the buses, tried to give the buses away. Nobody wants the buses. And he realized I'm not doing any other kind of project ever again. I'm not taking anything on unless God tells me to do it because it can cost you financially. It can cost you stress. Uh, it can, it can be difficult on your heart. So be very careful what you launch into. Because if you're a minister and you decide that you're going to build a hospital, yes, that's it. We're going to raise up a hospital for God. Well, if God didn't tell you to do it, you're going to be the first one admitted to that hospital, probably with heart problems that are a result of the stress that you have needlessly created in your life by doing something and taking something on that God never told you to do. You moved away from the light and you went into an area of darkness And now you are needlessly going through something uh, that God never intended for you to suffer or experience. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I feel like I'm really talking to somebody right now. See, anything that God commissions, God is then obligated to supply the necessary funds. So you can't, you can't technically commission yourself. Oh, I, I know some people tried to do it. They launch out and they say, God told me, or God called me. But if God didn't call you and if God didn't tell you and you still run, then you're responsible in your own natural strength and in your own resources to somehow get this thing provided for. And that's not a fun place to be. See, maybe, maybe you're an Apple fan. Uh, I I have an iPhone. I like Apple, but maybe you're like just really in the Apple. And so you, you commission yourself as a representative of Apple and you go out and you pass out pamphlets about the new iPhone or the new iPad. And you tell everybody about Apple, but you know what? Apple under no circumstances is burdened or how can we say uh, committed to give you a salary. Why? They never authorized you as their employee. So if you're not authorized, you cannot draw wages from them. You may like them. You may wish that you could work for them. You may want to run for them, speak for them, prophesy for them, sell their products for them. But if you are not authorized by them, you're, you are not entitled to wages. Praise the Lord. God only supports and funds what he authorizes. And there are a lot of people running, doing things God never called them to do. That's why they're running tired. That's why they uh, are exhausted because they are having to do it. And there is no divine supply. There is no grace. There is no divine strength. And so they have to make it work all on their own. And there's no anointing. And when you're in situations like that, there's also no fun. Woo, hallelujah. But I like doing what God called me to do. I'm busy with the full, 
emphasis, my plate's full, doing what God has called me to do. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do, and I'm staying on that. Now, if he adds something else, that's okay, because I know if he adds it, if he authorizes it, that means he's obligated now to fund it. And that's okay. If God's in on that, I'll go for that. But if he's not in on it, I don't care. If everybody else is doing it, I'm not having anything to do with it. I'm staying with what God has called me to do. That's where the provision is at. That's where the peace is at. Watch this. That's where the light is at. Praise God. Very quickly, let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Illumination. Illumination is coming to you. Illumination is coming to you. God is going to dissolve any gray area. Pastor Stephen, what is a gray area? Uh, uh, I would call a gray area what we would call areas of uncertainty. Okay. That is going to get dissolved because you're going to get a flood of illumination and you're going to know exactly what to do and you're going to know exactly what not to do and you are not going to touch it with a 10 foot pole. See, may, may you never hold in your hand what God has not allocated for you to hold. May you never touch what God has not intended for you to touch. But may you possess, hold, and be blessed in what God has rightfully said, this is your inheritance. And may you flourish and prosper in that. Praise God. Today we're having a good time in the Word of God as we're talking about the illumination from above. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Let me catch up with you as we're moving over to Ephesians chapter 1. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the light of the world. You came into a dark world and you illuminated it with truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, here in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, this very powerful Paul uh, prayer that Paul the Apostle was praying for the church in Ephesus, for his ministry partners, and this is what I pray for you, and I pray that this illumination touch the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding. Now watch this. Paul's praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory would give to the church in Ephesus the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Okay, the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is associated with light. And all you're getting, get wisdom. It's the principal thing. It will illuminate your life and the path that God has for you. So we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. They both go together. They're both illuminating The word revelation here in the Greek means to pull back a curtain or pull back a veil that's blocking your view so that you can see something that God wants you to see. Now, the fact that you see it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, this is like a new thing because what's going on is that you are seeing it, but it has been there the whole time, but now you have illumination of what this is. Praise God. That's what revelation is. The spirit of wisdom and revelation is really the spirit of wisdom and illumination. You are being illuminated by the Holy Spirit so that you can see something that God wants you to see and be aware of. The spirit of wisdom and and revelation or illumination in the knowledge of Jesus, in the knowledge of God. Now, you cannot know the Lord without knowing His Word. The more of the illumination that you have of the Scriptures, the more of the illumination you will have of the character and nature of Jesus Himself. There's a purpose for this, so that the eyes of your understanding, or in the Greek, cardia, same word we get uh, uh, like cardiology, a cardiologist, a person that studies the heart. This is the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding being illuminated or enlightened, or in the Greek, flooded with light. Okay, so this is divine light, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of wisdom and illumination flooding the eyes of your understanding where you say, I know what I'm supposed to do. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, 
when my oldest daughter, Jennifer, got married, um, her best friend, who was uh, the, the handmaiden there at the wedding, uh, uh, it was very special because she was single. And then a few years later, she was still single. Now Jennifer's married, moving forward in, in uh, marriage and family life, but her, her best friend was still single. But one day she called Jennifer and she said, you know what? It's like a light came on and I knew exactly who I was supposed to marry because previously there was a very handsome, very brilliant man that wanted to court her, but for some reason she didn't want to really get involved. And so she just kind of, you know, pushed off his, you know, courteous, kind uh, invitations to get to know each other and stuff like that. And he was spirit filled and loved God. And, uh, uh, you know, just beginning, uh, you know, a career, he was starting his own business and she had kind of just declined all of his, you know, you know, advances, so to speak. But one day while she was doing some accounting work, it's like a light came down from heaven and she knew without a doubt that the Holy Spirit showed her that it was the will of God, the perfect will of God, that she was to marry that person. (laughs) Well, he had already moved to a different city. But she called him and just kind of started a conversation and it just picked right back up because he was still interested in her and uh, make a long story short, she moved to the city where he was at. They ended up getting married and they're married today, uh, you know, prospering in the things of God, have children and everything is working the way that God wants it to work. There is illumination, the spirit of wisdom and illumination touching the eyes of your understanding and you, you just know the path that God has for you. You know what you're supposed to do. And this is something that you need to ask God for. If you are trying to make a decision and you don't know, don't just move ahead. No, stop and wait and ask the Lord for the spirit of wisdom and for the spirit of illumina- uh, illumination and say, Lord, just light me up. Father, in the knowledge of Jesus, because Jesus is the head of the church. He knows where everybody is supposed to be, the part that every single individual is supposed to make. And when everybody is in their right place, doing what they're supposed to be doing, the whole body functions better. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So that is going to come upon you, the spirit of wisdom and illumination. You'll be able to see it. Maybe it was hidden before. God will pull back the curtain and you'll say, oh, Lord, I see now. What is it? It's the knowledge of him, the knowledge of the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord. Praise God. Uh, Let's go to Ephesians uh, chapter five very quickly. Ephesians five, verse eight, for you were once darkness. See, it doesn't even say you were once in darkness. No, no, no. As an unbeliever, you were not just in darkness. You were darkness. Even if you were a nice person, a sweet person, the fact of the matter is before you were saved, you are spiritually dead. You can be a nice person. You can sell Girl, Girl Scout cookies. You can uh, uh, open the door for people. You, you can do nice stuff, but that doesn't change the condition of your heart. I'm not talking about your blood pumping heart. I'm talking about your spiritual heart. You are spiritually dead outside of Christ. And it says not only were you, in, in essence, in darkness, you were darkness. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Why are you light now? Because you are in him and see God is light and in him is no darkness. That's first John chapter one, verse five. So when you are in him, you are engulfed in his light. So you need to allow now your mind to be renewed, the spirit of your mind to be renewed so that you're not thinking the way that you used to think when you were in darkness, but now you're thinking from the perspective, I'm in Christ, Christ is light. I now have the mind of Christ. Lord, let my thoughts be illuminated. Praise God. That's why it says walk as children of light. Uh, goes on to say in verse 14, awake you who sleep arise from the dead and Christ will give you what light, 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 Woo! the lights coming on, the lights coming on your decision making ability will get very precise, very accurate, very sharp. It will begin to line up so much with the word. Why? Because the word is light. The word is illumination. <clears throat> Any 
anytime you you try to redefine truth you are moving into ignorance you are moving into darkness well well pastor stephen you have to understand truth changes with the times truth changes with uh, the generations no it doesn't truth is always stable it's always constant it doesn't matter because if a generation comes or goes because those things are going to happen uh, with a new age group coming on the scene and so forth uh, and and so what you know people try to do especially if a cultural uh, a culture begins to decline morally spiritually and they move away from the anchor and the tenets of the faith and they start to re- try to redefine things uh, as we all know society has recently tried to redefine what marriage is biblically it's between one man one woman but society uh, going in the darkness would try to say oh no marriage can be between you know, a woman and a woman, a man or a man, or man and a child, uh, and and then uh, it just goes into total, complete darkness. But my friends, stay with the word. Why? That's where the light is at. Stay with the word. It'll clear up all doubts. To clear up all doubts. That's what light does. It dissolves gray areas. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm not sure. Well, first of all, if you're not sure, what does the word say? Because there's a lot in here. There's a lot of light here. So you can probably clear up most of your most of your questions or any what we would call gray areas or areas of uncertainty just by going to the scriptures and seeing what the scriptures say. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now there's other areas, of course, in, in your life where maybe you don't have a direct verse. Uh, the, the verse, the Bible's not going to tell you which job, in a sense, it's not going to say Exxon or Chevron, okay, which company or corporation to work for. It's not going to tell you go to Google, don't go to IBM, okay, but, but it's okay, because why? The word, which is a person, the truth, which is a person, is still speaking. The light is still shining, and Jesus will still illuminate your path if you'll go to him and say, Lord, give me illumination. What am I supposed to do here? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would suggest that any unanswered question, any unresolved riddle of life is simply a byproduct of not having proper illumination. And the more light that you can put on it, it'll begin, you'll begin to see and know exactly what you're supposed to do. And God is still speaking. The light is still shining. I was sitting one day at home on the couch, and I was thinking about, uh, this was years back. I was thinking about the money that I had saved and put aside in the ministry for television usage. And it, it was several thousand dollars. It it wasn't a lot in the terms of the television industry and what's needed to move forward in television. Uh, in that in those aspects, it wasn't a lot. But at the same time, uh, it was a pretty considerable size chunk of money, and I had saved for it over a whole year. So this is not twelve weeks of savings. This was twelve months, one whole year of saving up for the television ministry. And I was, I was just meditating on that one day. Uh, and I was just kind of, uh, in a sense, not even really talking about it in prayer, but just considering it, considering how much it was, cause it was a lot, but considering also how far short Yes, how far short of what it really was that I actually needed. And I sat there, maybe you could say I was sitting there in darkness. Oh, no, the lights were not turned off. The lights were on. I could see clearly everything in the room, but I was sitting in a place of not knowing what to do. And then the light spoke. God spoke, and my my uncertainty was removed. I knew exactly what to do. The Holy Spirit, who is the voice of God, he is a person, he does speak, he is the voice of God. The Holy Spirit spoke and said this to me, what you hold in your hand, if it is not your harvest, 
than it is your seed and your seed is for sowing. And, and the Lord just spoke that so clearly. It was, it was as if a person were standing next to me. Now, the person actually was standing in me, the Holy Spirit, but I heard it like it was an audible voice. And I, I could, I, you know, it, it's the kind of voice that's so clear, so precise, so strong, it makes you look around. Whenever God speaks like that, you'll, you'll look. <laughs> I think the reason that when that happens, you're looking is like that somebody with a deep male voice just walk into the room. No, you, you know it's God, but it causes that reaction to like, like look, because it is, uh, it, it is always, no matter, how, no matter how many times I've heard the Lord speak, uh, still, when it happens, it's, it's golden. Woo! It still just touches you deeply. And so I knew exactly what to do. I took that seed and I sowed it and I sowed it. And today, today we are eating the fruit of that harvest as we are moving forward with television and we are being able to do it the right way. Uh, You know, it's moving what I initially thought was a little slow, but it's moving at that pace because everything is being done the right way. And it's not that it's slow. It's just that it's being all done correctly. Mm, And it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy because our harvest time is here and we have that provision. And that's because the Lord has touched the hearts of many of you and you sowed into that. Okay. So that is being put to use that is being prepared. And we are moving forward in a very, very strong position, powerful way. But my friends, I'm, I'm glad I sowed the seed. And see, many of you have also sowed seeds out of obedience to the Lord touching your heart. Maybe you didn't hear a voice, but in here, God's, God just quickened you, and you knew that's what you needed to do. And whenever you walk in the light, it's going to get brighter. And br- see, there's a reward to that. You walk in the light, it's going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. If you go into darkness, that's why it's troubling because you're, if you're in the darkness and you don't pull out and you keep moving forward, hoping it's going to work out, what's going to happen? You can keep going further and further and further into that dark situation. And it could get so bad. I mean, it can get like, uh, as we say, the wheels are coming off the bus. Hey, we have a major problem here. Um, okay, if, if you find yourself in a place like that, the Lord is still able to deliver. Stay calm. Call out to the Lord. Ask the Lord where you missed it at. Ask Him for His help, and He will get you back on that super freeway, the fast lane of life. Okay? By the way, the fast lane of life is called the perfect will of God. And when you're in that, uh, you're hitting on all cylinders. You're running with a V12 engine, lots of horsepower, and everything is working the way it should be. Praise God. Okay? So it's golden. But uh, the more light you have, the easier life is. If you're having struggles, there's something that you don't know. There's a lack of illumination. So all you need to do is say, Lord, light it up. Lord, illuminate my situation so I can know what to do and work your life by biblical principles. I'm telling you, they will not fail you. They are golden. They have stood the test of time. They have been proven by multitudes of faithful believers who found that if you will commit God to the integrity of his word, it will always work for you. Fly by principles. Don't fly by the seat of your pants. Fly by the timeless proven principles of God's word, the light that will never go out. Father, I pray for your people that light flood any situation where there has been darkness, that they will know exactly what they're supposed to do. Now, Father, if there has been demonic hindrance, satanic hindrance, let it be illuminated now in the name of Jesus. Let the devil who is a fraud and a liar be exposed and let his darkness be obliterated by the truth of the power of your word. Oh God, speak to your people, reveal to them what they are to do in Jesus name. Let the enemy's plans be in full expression 
exposure. Even as it says in the word that the snare laid before the birds will never work because the birds see it. And so, Father, we think that every satanic snare is exposed and will never entangle or entrap your people. Thank you, O God, in Jesus' name. The Lord's going to speak to some of you through dreams, and you'll receive illumination through a dream from God, and it will answer that question that has previously perplexed you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The light is being turned up really bright. Well, let's celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world today, by taking Holy Communion. Please join with me as a believer and take communion with me today. This is good for your soul. Hallelujah. I know chicken noodle soup can help you if you're sick, (laughs) but it'll never do for you what the flesh and body, the blood of Christ will do for you. Mm, Okay. Father, we bless the bread and the juice. We consecrate it as holy. This is now the flesh and blood of Christ, our savior. Father, we receive the body of Jesus we receive the body of Jesus. We receive the answers that we need. We receive illumination. We receive understanding of how you do things in your kingdom. Thank you, Father God. Let old kingdom ways from the kingdom of darkness, let those old ways of operating fall off of us and let us do it right. Let us do it your way. We receive, we believe, we receive in Jesus' name, the light of truth. Let's partake of the body of Christ. Praise God. There's hope for you. You may be in a marriage that is engulfed with problems. Jesus is still on the throne. He can help you with that situation. He'll tell you exactly what to do. Every situation is different. Every situation is different. The Holy Spirit hearing the heart of God will counsel you according to the wisdom of Christ. He will show you what to do. Now, if you need counsel, you need to find the right person to counsel you. I, I can't do all the counseling because I, I've, I've already have so much going on. I get a lot of emails, Pastor Stephen, counsel my situation. The reason I can't do that is because everybody's situation is different and you can't know how to counsel right unless you ask a whole lot of questions. And what does that mean? probably means at least two hours of sitting down talking back and forth. Okay. So I can't do that because if I do that, I'll never have time to come before you and minister the word to you. But there's somebody that God can help you get plugged into that will help you. Okay. Now remember the Holy Spirit can also help you. Praise God. He certainly can. He certainly can. Uh, Unfortunately, some pastors can give wrong advice. (laughs) So if you want to go straight to the top, uh, just wait on the Lord. He'll show you exactly what you need to do. You might need to fast for three days and pray. He'll show you exactly what you need to do. And then you don't have to, you know, just be bumping around from, you know, counseling session, the counseling session. Praise God. But if you do need to help, God just put people in the body that will give you help. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God is flowing. Don't despair. If you have trouble, don't despair. There's a solution and you're going to be okay. God can turn it around and he's a master at turning things around. If you have financial trouble, don't despair. God can help you. Marriage problems, don't despair. He will lift you up. He'll even give you beauty for your ashes and you'll have a testimony and he can bring you out quick. Okay. So don't, don't despair or be distraught. Christ is your healer. He will restore your soul. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Rejoice as you receive his blood because he's going to restore your soul. And you're going to get on that fast track, walking continually in divine illumination. You will not be tripped up anymore. Father, by faith, we receive the blood of Christ. We thank you for healing every problem and restoring our souls. Touch your people. We receive now the eternal blood of Jesus. Amen. Let's drink. Take it by faith. Glory to God. You're going to know what to do. Spend time with the Lord. Watch the light be turned on brighter, 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 brighter. It's coming. And this is your inheritance. Heavenly Father, bless your people. We thank you that it is getting brighter all the time for us. Till the point we're caught up. 
and we're with you forever. It's going to be great. Father, we thank you in Jesus name. Blessing, blessing. Say, I receive in Jesus name. Shout. Amen. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.